Can you hear me, Mom? Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Do I have to click on it and then say hi? Mom. Hi. Yep. Okay. All right. Oh, yay. Okay. Got it. You're good, Mom. Don't click on anything else. You're. We're recording. We're ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we ready? Woohoo. Okay. So, um... First question, describe your family, choose three adjectives, and um, explain why you use those adjectives. And if you want to back up a little, maybe you could just give us a quick, okay. uh, you know, description. Mostly, of I grew up in Eagle Rock, California, but let me back up a little bit. I was born in Los Angeles, and at the time, we had a brand new house, and it was sort of near Inglewood. I don't know exactly how you would describe it, but um, my dad was a teacher at Washington High School, and he was mm -hmm. transferred to Eagle Rock High School, and it was a promotion for him. He went from being a teacher to vice principal, so in order to be close to his work, we moved, and another thing, mm -hmm. um, there was gas rationing. It was during the war. And so he didn't have gas to drive back and forth to work. So we went to Eagle Rock, and then um, we rented a place. Okay. And they decided, they the owner decided, we need the place. So my family bought a house in Eagle Rock, too. And um, it cost $7,500. That was terrible, way too high. But anyway, you know, <laughs> wartime and it was scarce, so they they mm. sprung for that house. And um, mm. let me see what else. Oh yes, and that's pretty much mm. where I spent most of my life until I was in college. And That's and that right. was the house yeah. that my, was you know, demolished sure to make way too. for the two freeway. Um, is that right? It's very near In and Out Burgers. Is that the two there? Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, the two and the one thirty-four yeah. intersect. But anyway, it's so gone. actually maybe it and, could have been the one thirty-four. Um, it was right at the border of Glendale and Eagle Rock. And it's very close to where Eagle Walk Plaza is. And also yeah. there's a a station there where they monitor right. the traffic. And that's near In-N-Out Burgers. You've probably seen the big towers and everything they use for monitoring the traffic. Anyway, that's kind of where our house was. Yeah. I think so. Okay. I didn't know that was for monitoring traffic. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So um, let's go on to the next question. Three well, adjectives. you know, I think I'd rather I don't just know, do my mother. Limiting, three but adjectives. Uh, what the my heck? Dad, three adjectives. That's okay. 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 Well, with my dad. Oh, okay. That one makes of sense. The adjectives yeah, yeah, that I'd makes say sense. about okay. him is that he's ambitious. And I don't mean in the way of, you know, where you just step on everybody to get ahead and do whatever it takes to, not that kind of ambition, but um, he started out working for the 
uh, Department of Water and Power. And he wanted to go back to school. And his father said, what do you want to do that for and go to college? You've got this good job with the Department of Water and Power. But luckily, he did want to go uh, to college. And so he went at night. He worked during the day, hmm. put himself through. I think his sister, Aunt Helen, helped him too financially. Hmm. And um, then when he became a teacher, uh, he was promoted to vice principal. And then after his vice principal, he, for these promotions, he had to study. He had to know all the laws of, that have to do with education in California. So, yeah. you know, in that sense, he was ambitious. He wanted to, you know, get ahead. And I think he was wanting to have enough money to support his family. And, you know, um, so it wasn't that kind of amb burning ambition that you hear about in the movies. I I get it, but he was always thinking about the next move and how he might kind of get there and yeah, that kind of idea. That's right. Okay. okay. Um, another thing about him, um, he's very conscientious. He was law-abiding. Mm -hmm. He actually was an officer for um, the Los Angeles Police Department. He had a special badge because of the youth vice principal. Casey ever had a problem with kids with... Um, uh, misbehavior. I don't know if you can arrest them or what. I, I wasn't in on that, but I I suppose that was before they had uh, campus police, and maybe he did have that ability. I'm not sure. I do know he had his badge in his wallet. <laughs> and when he was interested a ticket from the policeman, he'd bring out his wallet and slowly go by that badge. And <laughs> the policeman wouldn't give him a ticket. So <laughs> uh, that's what I really remember about the police thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, he seems serious most of the time to me, but he had a really good sense of humor and he and Uncle Harold, his brother, really liked to make puns and they go back and forth with puns with each other. Hmm. And um, he liked jokes, play on words, things like that. Hmm. Sounds like Jim. Well, yeah, maybe then we know where he got Jim. it. Jim loves puns and I think Emma loves puns Okay. and Tom. So it's a family thing, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. I always thought that was just some weird thing that Jim was into. <laughs> We're all kind of verbal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And nerdy. Yeah. Nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you got um, uh, the first one's ambitious, conscientious. And do you have a third adjective? Uh, well, I thought that uh, thing I'm telling you about his sense of humor was. Oh, okay. He's funny. <laughs> yeah. Funny. I guess. Okay. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, of course. Serious. That, you know, okay. two sides. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm not following very well here. Serious and slash funny. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes funny. Yeah. Okay, good. So do you want to go on to your mom? Sure. Okay. Uh, in her case, she's very intelligent um, and she regretted not going to college. She That's something that really bothered her, especially if she's around somebody who had been to college and she hadn't. That made her feel inferior, I think. Hmm. And uh, it's because they didn't have the money to put her through college. And so she went to work right after high school. And she was a uh, clerk 
for LA schools. Hmm. Um, she met my dad at Lincoln High School. So they're high school sweethearts. Uh, let me see another adjective for her was she was very civic minded. She became um, honorary life member of the PTA. And that was a big honor that they bestowed upon her for doing lots of work for her. She was in charge of the Halloween carnival for the elementary school. And she was in the mother's chorus. And she uh, later on, she, this was not PTA related, but she was on a coordinating council in Eagle Rock where they would find out all the different things that are going on in the community so they would would not schedule them at the same time and mm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. oh wow so she uh was involved in your elementary school but she was also involved in like city govern government or was that right uh not really government it was a, a committee that advised i don't know if it was the government i don't think so because Eagle Rock is just part of Los Angeles. And they they had a local paper and local activities. And I don't know exactly how that worked, but they were really not affiliated with the government in, okay. in a formal oh, I way. I see. Yeah. And uh, let's see what else about my mother. Um, she's very caring. She always cared what happened to the kids and you know, my dad too, um, looking out for what's best for us, for our welfare, and so on. And I can you give an example? Well, you know, I think of my my mom and dad right now with where we're having a pandemic, and there was another time when we we're all worried about getting polio, and that was you know caused paralysis, caused a problem breathing. It was mm. the nervous system. And at that time, the doctors didn't know what caused it. And there's no vaccine. There's no vaccine, no cure. Uh, there was a treatment, the Sister Kenny treatment, and she put hot packs on the legs that were paralyzed and so on. But that wasn't really a cure. But anyway, um, my parents w were very conscientious. They wouldn't let us go out. They wouldn't let us go to the movies. We couldn't go to the park, you know, because they were all afraid of us getting sick and uh, that was kind of an example of the kind of attitude they had okay looking that makes sense so they weren't the ones like going down to the beach and getting you know during, yeah, the, COVID. during covid <laughs> that's right okay <laughs> yeah okay. they were they were law-abiding you know if there's rules at the school they followed them or whatever okay my mother never got a traffic ticket in her whole life. Hmm. She said she deserved it many times, but she never got one. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, do you want to go on to your brothers and sisters or what else? What do you, where do you want to go from here? Uh, brothers and sister to be okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I have my older sisters, she's five years older than I, Carol. And, um, my brother is about 11 months younger than I. And um, so to, to speak about Carol, I'll just talk about what I remember when I was little. And that is, I really looked up to her. And I wanted to always go over and play with her and be with her friends and 
she hated that. <laughs> and she uh-huh. told my mother, get her away, you know. Uh-huh. And um, she had coloring books, and I'd scribble on them, and I'd ruin them. You know, poor things. And, um, but uh, my mother was good about making sure I didn't do those things. And whenever she found out about it, she would stop Carol. Carol got mad at me and hit me on my soft spot in my head. <laughs> That's part of my problem right now, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I admired her and I just uh, looked up to her. And then when I, we got older, she advised me about uh, what to expect in junior high and what kind of clothes to wear, what was in style. And how, Mom, how much older is she than you? Five years. Five years. That's a pretty big you know, stretch. That's kind of uh, yeah. unusual. They waited so long to have another kid, huh? Well, you know, it was near the depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, depression was over when I was born, but yeah, uh, I forget what year it actually ended. Was it like uh, 1939 and or some? I don't know. I'm sorry. When the war when the war started, pretty much. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was like officially over once the war started. Uh, although it was things were getting better uh, through the through the end of the 30s, I think. Yeah. So I think my parents kind of thought, OK, things are getting better. I guess it's, you know, we better have another child. I think that they didn't think it was good to be an only child because then you would learn to share with your siblings and that kind of thing. Yeah. And do you know if they uh, had some financial hardships because of the depression? Well, yeah. You said your dad had the DWP job, but were they still kind of short on money? Yeah. Uh, in fact, during the depression, my dad got a salary, but then they would just pay him a percentage of the salary. It was he would get some sort of certificate from the government, maybe state government or something. Then he'd go to the bank to get his money and the bank would uh, subtract a certain amount. I don't know exactly how that worked. Kind of like they were being furloughed or something like they didn't, the state didn't have enough to pay him or something like that. The state didn't have enough in tax money to really give him his full salary. salary. I don't know exactly how that worked, Hmm. but I, I do know that it was a struggle for them. And I think that was part of why they waited to have another child. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Carol might be able to tell you more about that. She's probably more aware. Hmm. And um, one thing you're talking about, my childhood memories, a very vivid memory I have is when the war started. Mm -hmm. And my parents, my mother and my grandmother talked about Pearl Harbor and how terrible that was. They were just appalled. And um, my uncle had to go into the Navy and my grandmother, that this is my mother's brother, Joe. And, uh, you know, it's very scary when you have somebody go off to war. And, uh, of course, it's dangerous and so on. Okay. So, and you would have been pretty small. Uh, Pearl Harbor yeah. was like, what, 1941? Uh, December something, 1941, yeah. the day that'll live in infamy. Yeah, and I was, yeah, I was a preschooler. I had not even gone to kindergarten yet. That's why I don't have uh, very many memories, but that was so terrible in my parents, uh, from my parents' point of view, that I really remember how appalled they were. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, you've talked about Carol a little, do you want to talk about her anymore or do you want to move on to, uh, to Dick? Uh, well, let's go on to Dick. Uh, and we can always come back for more details if you want them, uh, with okay. Dick, since he was only 11 months younger than me, the two of us thought of things. If he didn't think of it, I did. We were very mischievous, not, not, um, being naughty we just didn't know <laughs> we, you know um but a poor mother had to deal with a lot and dick was very active and mm -hmm. so i don't know if they call him hyperactive now but in those days it was just all boy or you know they had a different way of explaining it but right. um i i'll give you an example of what we did one time my mother had all the laundry and she had ironed it. She took it hours getting everything just perfect. And we decided we were going to play washing machine. And we took mm. all that beautifully ironed stuff and stuck it in the toilet and sloshed it up and down. Oh, my <laughs> God. My mother, now that I think about it, I like, oh, how terrible that must have been yeah. for her. And, and we did things like that that were just... We thought it was okay. I remember thinking we were uh, cleaning the mirror in the bathroom and we soaked it all up. And of course, it was like you do for a Halloween trick or something. It was terrible. It made it such a mess. My mother had to clean it up, that kind of thing. And, okay. Yeah. And you just sort of got into things together, even though you yeah. weren't being malicious, just kind of thought stuff up no, together. We just didn't know any better for a lot of them. and then my brother and I fought a lot and um, I must say that my parents kind of um, protected me because I was a girl and they thought I was more fragile than a boy and I took advantage of it poor Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know if we were both in trouble they'd look at, at Dick first You'd pull the girl card. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I hate to it, but poor Dick. Mm. I guess he's forgiven me now. <laughs> I hope. Maybe. Yeah. And we used to really physically fight. I could uh, pin him down, and I was heavier, so I could get on top of him and hold his arms down, and then he couldn't get up. Well, that was fine until he got big enough to throw me off. <laughs> and so I couldn't do that anymore. Mm. And one time we had a fight that we just started hitting each other with all kinds of things. And finally, it started to be rubber hoses. And I, <laughs> I just started to laugh. I thought, we are just crazy here. And so then Dick started to laugh. <laughs> and yeah. we stopped because it was getting out of hand, and we both knew it. I guess that's why we were laughing. Wow. And how old were you at that point? Well, then I think I was 10 or 11 or, you know, uh, older. Okay. Then <laughs> um, what about Dick? How would you describe him? I mean, you've described you both of you as uh, mischievous, but what about just him? Um, well, I told you about being very active. And he was the kind that would climb trees and play sports. And we had a good time together out in the street. We'd play baseball out in the street. And the whole um, street, all the kids that lived there 
were, would be on the teams and we choose sides and then we'd play the game and uh, if some car came along we'd just move over while the car was going by and then we'd uh, resume our game. Yeah. And the cars kind of respected their kids out there and they were careful. But um, what is there to tell you? Uh, I, I got off the track of what I was going to say. Well, actually, the whole thing of kids playing in the street is interesting because that doesn't really happen very much anymore. Yeah. You know? And we I played mean, at night. We played kick the can. And it was more fun. It was dark. It was hard to find each other. You know, and we played hide and go seek. And um, now, would you let your kids out at night? I don't think so. No, and as soon as we were called, probably it wasn't too late. Then we'd go in. We were good about it, stopping the game whenever we were called by our parents. But, and you couldn't go too far, I imagine. No, just on our street. Mm -hmm. And then going to school. We thought nothing of walking all by ourselves. You know, I was very close to school when we lived there in Eagle Rock. I could hear the bell at the elementary school and walk to school in time to uh, not be tardy. What was your elementary school? Well, at that time, it was San Rafael. Mm. I went to three different kindergartens because of that move that we had to make the, mm. the two times in Eagle Rock. And um, I had gone to kindergarten in that in our original house also. And um, uh, let's see, I went to Eagle Rock Elementary and then San Rafael Elementary, and it's gone now. Okay. And after it was torn down, they had Ernie's Taco House. Ah, uh, and I, that's the spot. Oh, we okay. remember, and uh, the fence from the school was at the back of Ernie's parking lot, <laughs> but that was all that remained of it. Oh, so that Ernie's has been there a long time. Yeah, but it's closed now. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what is the, else is there to tell you? Oh, I have to tell you that when I was in kindergarten, I was chosen to be. Um, in the court of the May Queen <laughs> and uh, kindergarten, you know, but I had a long dress my mother and grandmother made together and I had a little nosegay of flowers I carried. I don't even know what I did. Uh, I, Wait, can you explain that a little bit more? You had to, you, you were chosen to be what? Uh, part of, well, they had almost like a queen's court or something you know they had the queen of the may and i since i was in kindergarten i was not the queen of course but i was in her court or something oh i don't know and I, was this like in the in a parade or in an event or? well the event uh the only thing i remember about the event was they had a maypole and the kids would uh have these ribbons that they held in their hands and they crossed them and then it would make a pattern on the pole. Mm -hmm. You may have seen that done. Yeah. And I don't know what else they did to celebrate because, you know, it was a long time ago and I was only five, you know. Yeah. But I do remember the dress because my grandmother and mother made it for me and it was white with pink flowers on it. Mm -hmm. And I carried little pink roses. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let me see what else is there to tell you about. Oh, you know, uh, when I was in kindergarten, it was a big deal. We had we bought these saving stamps 
and the money went toward the war effort. Mm. And if you bought enough stamps, then you could get a savings bond. And that was a big thing they tried to do. But to promote savings bonds, they came on our school grounds with a Jeep. And they gave mm. us a ride around the playground in that Jeep. I thought that was so exciting. <laughs> and my uncle Joe mm -hmm. was a CB, and he was stationed in um, Magoo, Point Magoo, California. Mm -hmm. And we went up to see him on, on the base. He was an officer, so we got to eat in the officer's mess. But the big excitement was, again, going in the Jeep, and they drove the Jeep into the ocean, just in the, you know, the very shallow part. But anyway, I thought that was very thrilling. Uh, okay. And my brother had a little uh, uniform, army uniform. And uh, my mother took his picture. He looked like he saluted wearing that thing. I, don't, I suppose we don't have the picture anymore. Mm. But anyway, the, the war um, affected us in just very minor ways. Um, we collected papers, newspapers, and they took the money from the newspaper drive to donate it to something that had to do with the war. And we collected bacon grease. What it had to do with the war, I don't know, but it had something to do with uh, ammunition, I guess. Yeah. Explosive. And did you have, um, did you have like, um, you know, uh, what are the, what's the word? Did you guys have to do drills for like air attacks? Or we what is did. It called? Yeah. And what I remember um, very vividly was one time there was a real threat, and they were, uh, I guess, the Japanese boats were shelling California coast, and the shell never came anywhere near us. But they had a blackout. We had to black, have black curtains over the windows, and we had to turn out all the lights. And my mother went around with a flashlight covered with a cloth, so much, not much light that came out. And, you know, she, she explained to us, we just have to do this. It's a practice or something like that. I don't know. Mm, okay. <laughs> wow. In school, we had our little uh, – pads that our parents made for us and we had to go out in the hall to practice in case they would there would be a bombing and the hall was supposed to be the safest place in the school hmm. and you know it's like kind of like a fire drill or something right but it, this hmm. was for bombing and it, they didn't make it scary if oh this is for your protection you know and we thought it's kind of fun <laughs> Probably like an earthquake drill now. Everybody right. sort of laughs and gets under the desk for a minute. Yeah, it's like, hmm. okay, no, serious. And when I got to high school, we had uh, drills for atomic bombs. Oh, wow. And they really thought in case they had dropped an atomic bomb, we could get under our desks and cover our heads. And, <clears throat> you know, they're really, yeah. and it wouldn't do much good, I guess. That was yeah. the theory. <laughs> Uh, we had one teacher that she had pillows all on the floor, and then she had two boys help her get down on the pillows when she had to get under the desk for the comic <laughs> drill. Wow. <laughs> and here's something that will surprise you, because now people think, um, oh, shootings are so much worse than they used to be. 
and they are. But I had a boy in my class in the innocent 50s. He brought a gun to, to class and it went off. And um, I, would do, I wasn't scared. I just thought, oh, that big show off. He's got to show off his gun. Uh -uh. You know, but my mother was just about died to think I'm in the classroom where this gun went off, you know. And uh, we were right next to the field where the boys are running the track, you know, practicing. And the bullet could have gone through the window out of it. And got them, but it didn't. It shot the the guy shot himself in the leg. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> so you know, and it was bloody a little bit, but I wasn't scared. Can you believe? Yeah. I'm too stupid. Well, I mean, the difference the difference between a boy shooting himself a leg and a boy going around and intentionally trying to kill the kids in his high school does seem like yeah. things did change a little bit over the years. And I think I was right. He really was just showing off that he had this gun and he wanted everybody to see it, you know. Mm. And it was yeah, it wasn't uh, where he was threatening us or anything. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry I went on no, no, those are interesting stories. And I, I know that you've told me a few of those. I think I might have heard the one about the laundry being put in the toilet. But um, <laughs> I don't think I've heard a lot of those other ones. I I had read a, a, a graphic novel um, about L.A. in the 40s. And I, that's why I knew about the, um, I guess they were air raid drills or I don't know yeah. what they were called. So I, yeah. that's what that made me think of asking about that. Right. Huh. And okay. We, had, we well, had block wardens too that made sure that uh, if there was a drill that we all followed it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like, um, I mean, just to, I've been reading about U.S. history. So it's uh, interesting to hear about how um, that war seemed to be something that just everybody kind of pulled together and yeah. it was considered unpatriotic not to. And, um, as opposed to like uh, wars afterwards, like, you know, Vietnam or something where yeah. it's not like that at all. We were all in it together, even the little kids in their paper drive, you know, and yeah. we would make things to send to the soldiers. It would be a um, crossword puzzle on one side and then they could, it was on a cardboard and they could turn it over and there'd be the answers. And we thought we were being nice sending those to the soldiers. I hope they liked them. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, everyone was in on the war, and we mm. cared about every uh, battle and everything. It was different with Vietnam and uh, um, you know the more recent wars because only the guys that didn't go to college were. Or else they, if they volunteered, but it wasn't, it didn't involve everybody. And I noticed when I, uh, you know, they, I, they mostly got deferments and, um, in Vietnam. And, yeah. For the most, more recent wars. And yeah. actually, Korean War, there was a draft. There was a draft for a Second World War and Korean War. But, um, the thing is, um, you know, if a if a soldier or a sailor was killed, the mother would put something up in the window that showed she had a, a someone in the family that had been killed in the war, and we really respected that. 
and we thought, oh, wow, they gave their life for the country, you know. But if that had happened in Vietnam and people had put something up in their window, I think people wouldn't have paid any attention. Mm. You know, they were just not involved like we were in World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. so... Okay. Anymore? Good. Well, well, that's, yeah. I think we I think we did a good job. I think maybe we can stop right there for now. Okay. Um, and uh, Julia has a piano lesson in a little oh. bit, so I better oh. go. Okay. But um, I think we did a good job, so um, let's just stop there. Okay. Sounds good. And uh, okay, let me know if there's things that come to mind later. Okay. We'll we'll do another one soon. We're gonna go camping tomorrow, oh, so cool. um, not not maybe next week. Okay. You get a reprieve. Yes, okay. you too. All right. <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.